The spirit of performance is what defines Acura. And now, it's electric. Introducing the ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, the ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Welcome into a brand new off-season episode of Rip and Ride. And it's a big one. Big day for Birdland. As we're recording this, it is Monday, December 18th. Big things are happening. Big things have happened. We're going to tap into that. It has to do with the Orioles lease agreement. State, Camden Yards, going to be home. The Birds for the next 30 years as that current lease was getting set to expire on December 31st. All MLB teams, three O's, earn honors. They were at the award show in Vegas. It was a good one. Well-deserved honors for them. Maybe a snub. Mm. What do you think, Rip? Maybe. 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 And then the next free agency domino to really fall. What's holding everything up at this point in time with players signing and deals being made? There have been deals made, but we're, we're really waiting for a big one to see the market open up going forward. We're going to tap into all of that on a brand new episode of Rip and Rock. It's coming your way right now. All right, Rip, let's get into it. You know what? Before that, real quickly, did, yeah. you know, I always say this. Do you ever wish it was Rock and Rip? Yeah, I do. Actually, all the time. It's like... This doesn't sound as... This doesn't roll off the tongue as well, well, right? I'll say this. I'm the one who came up with the name because I thought it flowed. So I could take credit for the, the naming rights, just like there are going to be people trying to throw their name on Camden Yards. I don't know what it's going to be. Yeah, you see wow, that transition right look there? at you. Exactly. Naming rights could be a thing in this lease agreement. Who knows? But um, yeah, it, it kind of ticked me off that you get to have your name first, and I have to say it first. really grinds my gears. Oh, it does grind your gears? It well, I mean, well, yeah. hey, I was about to, when you say rip and, rip and rock, I was about to go, and rock and rip. But you know what? If we're going by when it's alphabetically, it's, you know, the I's before the O, rip, rock, R-I-R-O. Just it's just common sense, yeah, but Rock. Rocco is before Ryan. R O is before R I. But that's not that's not what it's considered here. Well, don't you have your name on enough things around the area? No, Aberdeen. That's Maryland. Maryland. Every time I I just did Maryland in general. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Every time every time I drive by the Aberdeen Ironbirds Stadium, I'm reminded of how much I hate you. Hey, just smile and wave <laughs> yeah, while you're driving exactly by. I do. I have to. I just have to tell you about that every time. So you know. Smile and wave, but yeah, yeah, we got off track. But what is going on with the leasing, (laughs) Rock? Uh, Because this is this is kind of the talk that everyone's had. I mean, goodness, for what? I felt like it was the entire 2022 season. Actually, I feel like this was a actually was it actually was going back to spring training when John Angelos had his meeting with reporters on the field, 
And he was just talking to everyone and saying, there is hope that this is done in July. And it's basically an all-star gift to everybody, to the fans here. It didn't happen then. I just want to take you through the timeline. It's, this isn't like me going back and saying, oh yeah, like why, why is it getting, did it just get done today? Mm -hmm. But here's why. So that's how that happened in, I guess, when was it? March, I want to say. Yeah. Spring training. So that's when John Angelos kind of told reporters, hey, we, we are hoping to get this lease agreement, this deal done before July, an all-star present for fans. That was the hope. Didn't happen then. All-star break goes by. Still no lease done. Still no agreement. So then we get into, okay, the Orioles, they clinch a postseason berth. Absolute chaos inside the clubhouse. John Angelos is in on it as well. He's having the time of his life. He's celebrating. And he says he basically committed to keeping the team in Baltimore for the next 30 years. It's like, we're not going anywhere, basically. But that was just a verbal, like committing verbally. So nothing was in writing. Then you get to the night that the Orioles clinched the AL East, the division. John Angelos and Wes Moore are seen on the Jumbotron at Camden Yards. A lease is announced, but that was what they call a memorandum. It was not an actual agreement. It was an agreement, but it wasn't an agreement. That's what basically everybody took away from this whole thing. So everyone was so confused. They're like, all right, a lease is happening. This is it. We're good to go. Got a couple months to spare. That wasn't the case. Then you go back to even last week when the lease agreement, you had the reports from the Baltimore Sun, Baltimore Banner reporting that, all right, this thing's going to happen. It's, you know, the wheels are turning. It's going to happen as soon as next week. And then there was a pause because a lawmaker in the state, Bill Ferguson, had, had some concerns. And he was like, you know what? There's some pushback here. So Westmore put a pause on it. And I'm sorry I'm rambling. I'm just trying to you're paint trying the to picture. Give the con you're I'm trying the to context. paint the picture if you're not familiar with just everything that's gone on this last calendar year with this whole thing. So there's been a ton of confusion, ton of emotions, the ups, the downs. It's been a roller coaster ride for Birdland for sure. But then you get to Thursday, and Westmore puts out this. He he sends the news stations a statement via his his office, basically said, "Hey, th this thing's happening." It's happening. It's going to be a done deal. Monday, this thing, this agreement goes in front of the uh, Maryland Stadium Authority at 10 a.m. And then following that, the Board of Public Works is going to approve it as well. It's going to be done. It's good. It's in the books. People still had their concerns because I understand why. It's not done until that pen is on the paper and that signature, that thing's being signed. It, it's not done until it's done. I completely understand that. Well, now you can take a deep breath. This is a holiday gift. You can cross it off, cross it off your wish list, Birdland. The lease has been signed. It's finalized. Camden Yards is going to be the Orioles' home for at least the next 15 years. It's a 30-year agreement. But, Rip, let's get into that. Why, why is it at least the next 15 years? It's not. Could be 30. That's what they're saying it is. But there is, there is an option in it's, here. It's a contingency plan, yes. essentially, right? Yeah. So they are saying that the Orioles... For 30, this deal would be 30 years on the contingency that they're the development around the club. So that's including redeveloping the B&O uh, warehouse, um, the grounds near the ballpark, 
And if that master plan then is something that is net, then satisfies the Orioles requirements and all the approvals, then the deal will be kicked into the full 30 years. But the Orioles will have the option if this development of those projects are not going according to plan, then the Orioles can opt out after 15 which, years. Which could always be the case. Could always which be the could case. Could always be the case. I think the biggest thing that I take away from all this, and I've told you this, Rock, since we started working with each other, is that, you know, everyone out there, the Orioles were not leaving Baltimore. I, it just, it was the headache of the conversation over and over again about a deal's done, the deal's not done, are the Orioles leaving? Well, what about Nashville? All, all this. And I'm sitting here going, man, I, I felt bad that this was a talking point over, over and over. And I, and I really do feel for all the people that it, it really made them worry. And I think, and I thought about this more, Rock. Baltimore has a feeling or sensation because especially what happened when the Colts left Baltimore mm -hmm. way back, you know, I guess it now it was in the 80s, I believe. So now that's four decades ago, technically speaking, that that still has a lot of, uh, you know, animosity and just a lot of uh, bad memories. And I think that there's that hint or that worry that a beloved team in Baltimore could go somewhere else. Reality is MLB loves the Orioles. They would never let a team like Baltimore leave, especially have you seen that, that stadium? Have you seen Camden Yards? I have. Have you? Yeah, have just you, a few have times. You ever, have you ever been in that stadium? A couple in times. Your life? Once or twice. You, you know, made some memories there? Took a glance. Took a glance. Yeah. 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 Sit, you sit, snuck over the fence and sit, took a peek. Sit uh, front row now, behind you know for important games, so people see your face. You know, and you only, don't invite me only when I have to. Yeah, yeah. only when I have to. Yeah, you know, maybe maybe next year for you. Yeah. You're a good kid. Probably, well, probably not though. You probably won't. Probably know, not. Probably won't extend that offer because you're, you haven't yet. You're probably so. right. Yeah, you're probably right. Thought we were friends. Clearly not. Oh uh, well, you know, uh, acquaintances. Yeah, that's good acquaintances. Exactly. I, it was, it's funny that you say that the whole Nashville thing too, because I remember when my first year here, it was like my first couple of months mm -hmm. and a Nashville station, it was uh, one of our sister stations down in Nashville. They called me up and they're like, Hey, we want to do a talk back with you about the Orioles potentially moving to Nashville. And I thought it was a joke at first, but you did see that uh, lawsuit that ended up getting dismissed between um, John Angelos mm -hmm. and Louis Angelos. And it was, it was a feud it was yep. basically a family feud and there it was like a bunch of he said she said john's gonna take the team move them to nashville get them out of here that's his plan that's what he wants to do and could that have been the case i, I don't know I, I really don't know because i'm not a member of their family i'm not talking to these guys on a daily basis i would hope not because the orioles are baltimore this this is baltimore's team this is a as much as much as it is a football city. This is a, a baseball city, if not more. People are so passionate about the Orioles. They grew up going to games in Memorial Stadium. They took their kids there. They made memories. And now the people that were kids going to Memorial Stadium now get to take their kids and grandkids to Camden Yards and make those memories from from your dad breaking the streak. You had Eddie Murray's 500th home run. You had the All Star game there. You had the Delman double. And then even this team, Rip, yeah. this team, what they did this year to bring Baltimore baseball back to relevancy. This is Camden Yards, man. The memories that you've made, just think about them. Not just you, but everyone out there. Reflect on this ballpark, how beautiful it is, how awesome the atmosphere was. I know that the postseason didn't go the way you wanted it to against the Rangers, but I'm telling you, we talked about it from our first episode. 
seeing those orange rally towels flying in the air gives you chills to even think about. That's what we got this season. And, and hopefully we get that. This fan base gets it and gets to appreciate it here at Camden Yards for many more years to come. And, and they will. And and I think that just this is just for everyone that had those doubts. It's just always, it's like, you know, it's like, and maybe this could be like a rip's tip of it, you know, of <laughs> of always having that thought in the back of your mind. And and you know the answer, but you just want to be reassured all the time. Yes. Right. And there's that anxiety of, am I, you know, I remember when I was a kid and I was worried about whatever fear it was, you know, for me it was I, I was afraid also. Uh, well, my heart was beating faster and I knew that maybe I got scared, but I always was asking, Hey, is everything okay? Yeah, you're okay. Yep. Everything's fine. You're safe. Anxiety. Anxiety. Yep. And that's just what you're seeing here. It's that Oriole fans probably deep down a lot of them are like, okay, they're probably not going to leave, but can you just promise? Can you just show it to me? But can there's you just show always it? a chance. And that's always, always, and that's what went through for, for fans, yes. heads, for fans heads. But now this is set in stone. It's done on another case rock just to keep keep people involved with this. The Orioles also the uh, settlement with Masson, the Nationals, the Orioles came to an agreement. I think from 2017 to 2021. So a lot of things. This is this should be a relief for a lot of people. Just seeing a lot of things finally working themselves out, and we can get back to talking about what we want to talk about, and that's the product, the team, the yeah. team itself. Yeah. This this team is so exciting. What they have continued to build, it's been a really, really fun, really since May of 2022 to this past year. So the last year and a half has been an exciting time in Baltimore. It's only going to get better. And uh, I'm just glad that this is behind it because to be honest, Rock, I'm kind of done talking about it too. <laughs> like I, I really, really am. Baltimore is a baseball town. It's not going anywhere. Boom. Printed. Yeah, no, absolutely. And that's it is a memorable day for this community. Baseball wise, the city of Baltimore, the state of Maryland, to keep the Orioles where they belong at Camden Yards for the foreseeable future. It's a huge day, man. I do want to ask you this, Rip. It's looking at that stadium and making memories there, like I just talked about. What was your favorite memory of ballpark? Like when when you growing up and just like was there ever a doubt in your mind? that this thing would get done. No, I, I, and again, maybe it's just because of my own experiences and being exposed to, you know, certain elements of, of conversations, both with major league baseball and just being around the stadium and just knowing how highly major league baseball feels about the Baltimore Orioles and specifically the, Camden Yards was the blueprint of these these next generation of stadiums, right? And still to this day, and the stadium's now been in use for 31 years, it's still one of the premier ballparks in the whole sport. So it never was a doubt to me. And the MLB, there's no doubt they want to expand. Why wouldn't they want to expand if they could? And I do think Nashville is an option, but it's not an option for the Baltimore Orioles. It never was, in my opinion, going to be. And I'm just glad, though, it's done. Like I said, it just, there's nothing else that you and I could continue to say, you know, because we're not the ones that make the final decisions. It's just nice that it's finally done. And there were so many great memories, man. And truly, I'm looking forward to another 15 to 30 years. I, I'm going to say it's not even 15. It's going to be another 30 years of people really enjoying what's happening at that ballpark. And then what was your what was that favorite memory of yours that, that I asked you about that you didn't you, uh, you, you, had, you, you made plenty because that's like 
I don't know, man. I'm just saying, like, little conversation starter. Yeah, I kind of forgot about that. I mean, I'll say, so, as a kid, one of the memories that I remember, no, it wasn't the the streak for my dad. I wasn't old enough to remember it. Again, lights were on. Nobody was home. I was two years old. Yeah, I was like, I wasn't Blonde hair, adorable. What happened to your blonde hair? Did you just, like, decide to dye it brown or whatever, it No, it's just called. Just gone? genetics it's not just, even recognizable anymore it's crazy i well people were shocked how how much it changed but that's just i didn't have any control it's over a, it. it's a real shame you and your dad don't look anything alike from when he was younger it you was know? it's like, it's, yeah. it's 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 tragic what you know but a memory i do remember for at least for him and that was probably the most memorable when i grew up was his final game in camden yards in 2001 the, the finale, it was it. I got to be in the, the dugout and bat boy and not try to mess up, even though I think I almost messed up. But that atmosphere <laughs> was great. Looking back about it being packed. Uh, the playoff game even this year was incredible. But even during those tough years, it was 2005, I believe. Brian Roberts had a walk-off home run. I'd like to say it was in June against the Yankees. And it was just a mid midsummer game. The Orioles were actually in the hunt at that point, and they fell off, unfortunately. But the, the yard was rocking. And like those are the moments... Yeah. Where a random day and the yard was rocking. And those are the ones like that to me, game experience wise, was amazing. And I and that's like again, I could I could pinpoint that. And yep. that's something that no one else would probably really remember. No, man. And and for me, not being not growing up in a baseball family, but just coming down to games here, it's so close to the Philadelphia area. So my dad and I would drive down because this ballpark is so beautiful and we just wanted to see games here. I remember seeing the Orioles Mariners back in the early, I think it was 2000s, and I'm pretty sure Griffey was playing at the time in Seattle. I don't think he was hurt. And it was just a really fun game, really great atmosphere. We sat down the uh, right field line, and and we would go to ESPN Zone afterwards. That was always the thing. Like, when we came down here, we'd go to ESPN Zone. R.I.P. ESPN Zone. We used to go there all the time, play all the games. amazing. Eat enjoy it, go down to the inner Harbor. And it was just a blast. So, you know, here's to keeping Camden yards, the O's home for, for many, many years to come. It's great to see. It's a great day for this fan base and for the city of Baltimore and the state of Maryland, a couple Orioles, three of them earned all MLB honors. Uh, two were first teamers. One was a second teamer. And I'm going to ask you this question. So Adley Rutschman at catcher, and Felix Bautista, relief pitcher, we we knew Adley was probably going to be there for, it was either him or Jonah Heim, and Jonah Heim ended up on the second team. Mm-hmm. But Adley, just a great second season in the show. He's been fantastic. What he's able to do with the pitchers on the Orioles staff, how comfortable he makes them feel, it's irreplaceable what he does for the ball club. And since he's been here, the Orioles have done nothing but win games and not get swept. So, except, you know. We're not going to talk about the postseason, but he's been a fantastic addition. He is one of the uh, cornerstones, the centerpieces for this franchise. So Adley Rutschman, he ends up on the first team. Felix Bautista, who just had an unbelievable season. And, you know, it sucks that it didn't end the way Felix would have hoped it would have ended. And that's not because of his performance. That's because of the injury and undergoing Tommy John surgery. He's expected to miss the entire 2024 season. But Felix, he was so well-deserving of that award and you know no brainer he's the AL reliever of the year and then he ends up on the first team Kyle Bradish though fantastic season for him and he ended up on the second team mm-hmm. and here is 
what I'd like to give you. The list of pitchers, starters, that ended up on the first team. And I will ask you this, Rip. Should Kyle Bradish have replaced one or a few of those pitchers on this list? This isn't Homer talk. We're not saying, oh, yeah, Kyle Bradish is the best pitcher in baseball. But he definitely was one of the best pitchers in baseball in 2023, factually, statistically, whatever you want to call it. I'm going to name you the starters that made this list, okay? Mm-hmm. Garrett Cole. He's not replacing him. Nope. Okay. Shohei Otani. Nope. Blake Snell. Nope. Spencer Strider. No. And then Zach Gallen. I, I would make the case for that one. I would as well. I would as well. And that's not taking away from Zach Gallen. I don't think that I'm not saying that Zach Gallen isn't deserving to be on the first team. But I think if you were going to put Kyle Bradish over any pitcher on that list right there, it would be Zach Gallen. I would agree. And and look, he Gallon had a great year. He There's did. No doubt about that. And the biggest thing is, when people probably gonna look at it, is that that's the strikeouts. You know, Gallon had t- 220 punch outs and he pitched 210 innings. But Kyle Bradish was, you know, the biggest part where I get caught up with, I know stuff and striking outs, it, it's very important, right? I also just look at straight ERA. Kyle had a sub-3 ERA. He had not even a sub-3 ERA. He had a 2.83 ERA, one of the best in baseball, right? The knock towards Kyle this past year was his innings. And for Kyle, he only pitched 168 innings, 68 and two-thirds. So he pitched roughly 42, 43 less innings. So I think that's what's been happening, Rock, is that that Kyle is being punished for his innings not being higher. But as far as what he accomplished, down the stretch, since that Milwaukee game in June, I believe it was, fewer pitchers in all baseball were better than Kyle Bradish for the last three months of the season. And so that's where I look at it. You know what I also just find ironic in general, too? Not ironic, but the other AL Cy Young finalists, so Sonny Gray and Kevin Gosman, the other two, if I'm not mistaken, Rock, both of those were both on the second team with, uh, with Kyle Bradish. So none of those guys even were a part of the first team, which to me, and I look at it with Otani. Otani obviously is unbelievable. I'm, I'm not uh, disputing Otani's greatness, right? Mm-hmm. Great, great player. I mean, he's, he is the best player in all baseball. He might be the best player, depending on how you look at it, that we've ever seen. But was that first team for pitching, was that more so because of the greatness of Otani? or that he should have been... Well, he made it as a DH as well. And I think that's where... So, okay, this is what I wanted to to dive into for a second here. As I'm trying to refresh this, and it's not popping up. Relax, Ryan. Under control, under control. Don't worry about me. Here it is. Sorry. This was my part here. We're talking about innings. Otani, obviously, the injury had to get Tommy John surgery. Otani pitched 132 innings. And yes, he was electric, 167 punch outs, 314 ERA. But when I look at that, to me, Otani should not be a first team starting pitcher in that role. It, looking at that, if you're going to go off the metrics that you're going to punish Kyle Bradish for not pitching enough innings, he had a lower ERA and in more innings than Shohei Otani. 
that to me is what what gets me the most. Is Otani's the best player in baseball? But if, now looking at it more closely, I think Otani's the name that you take off of that list from the starting pitcher. To be honest, and I know people might think that's crazy, but I think that that's a realistic conversation. All right, listen, the man has spoken. The man has spoken. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with indeed leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences so the more you use indeed the better it gets and listeners of this show will get a 75 dollars sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at indeed.com match just go to indeed.com match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Achieving a gorgeous grin from home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Just don't be surprised if all of your sleuthing friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. I'm just saying, he pitched 132 innings yeah. this year. He had a 3-1-4 ERA. And, and this is no knock to Otani because he has to go out there and just pitch the best, the best of his capabilities. And he literally was doing everything. He was keeping the Angels afloat himself. And having said that, Kyle Bradish was the best pitcher on the best team in the American League. And that's a part where I look at, I think also that's something that needs to be credited. I think, I think there's, there is some favoritism there. I think if you're no voting doubt. on this award, see Shohei Otani on the ballot, like, am I going to really vote Shohei Otani as a second team starting pitcher? But with Shohei Otani, I'll play a little you know, devil's advocate here. Sure, you will. They will. You look at the what if factor. What if he doesn't get injured? So, what if, like, it's, and I know, and I know, but it's like, I remember someone tweeted me with with the whole Cedric Mullins thing. He was like playing in an all-star level, but get punished because you're injured. He's like, it shouldn't matter if you're playing in an all-star level. Like, you should still make an all-star game if you're mm -hmm. if you're playing at that caliber at that point in time, despite how many games you play. Right. I get it, but the sample size is a bit smaller in that aspect. And like it's just not the way it's gonna be. Yeah. But with Otani, it's kind of an opposite. If it if it was any other pitcher, do you think that if they had you know if they're ten and five, three point one four ERA? I don't think any other pitcher. I don't think if it's if if it's not the name Shohei Otani, I don't think any other pitcher is first team. Okay, fair for all pitching. And fair. again, the only reason I'm bringing this up is that the argument for Kyle Bradish to not be a Cy Young finalist was his innings. And on the first team all or first team all MLB, your list then 
has the other finalists not named Garrett Cole that are not even considered for the first team, yet they were finalists for the Cy Young. That's a part that I look at it is that obviously the criteria is going to be different. Yep. But then 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 what is it? Like, and that's why maybe <laughs> the all MLB awards to me this it's a nice pat on the back. I was gonna say, do you like that they do this? Because they've been doing it what for the last couple years now. I don't know. It's been I, like a handful because I, I don't remember I think it's a nice it's a nice at the end of it as a rec- yeah. it's another way to recognize players' greatness for the season. Yeah. And, I, and you can recognize more players, which I think is great for the sport. It's nice to say, hey, not everyone can be a finalist for Cy Young for uh, MVP or Silver Slug or whatever it be, but we still want to highlight some of the best players. And yes, a lot of those guys overlap that they're going to be in those I'm going to be a Grinch here. Yeah, you are. I don't really like think we need an award show for that. I don't think it's an award, but the reason you know why they're doing it also is to continue to get more traction and PR and publicity well, to the sport. And you generate money if people watch. So yeah. That's like, it's not but, but look the at, dumbest thing in the world. But look at what the, the other models, the NBA has the all-NBA team. Right. Yeah. It's another way. And I know it's a different type of formula, but it's just another way to have more engagement of what's going on. To be honest, though, th- even though they were marketing it, apparently I had no idea it was happening when it was happening. Did not even know until I saw the Instagram or the story of Kyle Bradish walking in of going then being like, I'm not going to lie to you, Rip. Yeah. And I feel like a terrible reporter on this, but. I had no clue what was going on that night either. Right, and I, I think, was like, "All right, we're done with you know." Gonna, I think that's gonna... the bigger part here. Yep. Is that if they're going to do it, I think they need to broadcast it more. Yeah. And I think a lot of people on you know we're on X a lot. I think it's now more X now than Call Twitter. Twitter, dude. Don't be a loser. Oh well, it, you know. Anyway, a lot of people I think had the same response. They're like, "Oh, like this is cool." Yeah. But what is this? Oh, it's happening. Yep. If the MLB is going to do it, they need to push this harder. I agree. And if not, then. Whatever they're going to show the awards to be, clearly the criteria is not the same for the Cy Young, Silver Slugger, or MVP. It's almost like in basketball where, and it cracked me the hell up back when I was like, I, there have been guys that have won Defensive Player of the Year that were second team all defense or second team all NBA. It's like, how are you the Defensive Player of the Year and you are second team all defense? I, ju- I can understand whatever second team all NBA. You might not have the criteria to be like an, a well-rounded player, but I'm pretty sure it happened with, let me see NBA defensive player of the year. I know we're, we're not getting off topic because, but it's a conversation while you're looking yeah. that up real quickly. This is my other point I was trying to make about what is the criteria. Gunnar Henderson finished eighth in the MVP voting yep. for the American league. And he's not considered on any of this. I want to say the year that Marcus Saul won it. And the year that Tyson Chandler won it, they were both left off of the first team all defense. Let me see. Yeah, the year Tyson Chandler won it, he was second team all defense. We're talking basketball here on Rip and Rock just because. And the year Marcus Saul won it, 2013, he was all defensive second team. Like, where do they, where do, they do that at? Okay, like, and, and, here, and, 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 here, and here's the thing, though. And, and this is the good to get the context because. Yeah. I knew this answer beforehand, but I wasn't, you know, when I kept alluding and saying the criteria and just to look at it more, this MLB, you're right. It is a popularity and that's why Otani is being a part of it because 50% of the vote comes from fans. Yes. It's essentially a glorified all-star voting yep. and 50% comes from experts because if you're looking at the actual criteria, that's why when we're saying snubs 
Kyle Bradish is not going to win the popularity award around all of Major League Baseball. Sonny Gray, and this isn't just homing for, uh, being a homer for the Orioles, but Sonny Gray and um, Kevin Gosman, oh, those are other names that people are going to go, you know what? I am such big fans of them. Yep. They're not. No. If the I, guys I, that made the team, who who is... If, if, you showed, if you showed the casual fan a picture of Kyle Bradish in an Orioles hat and said, who is this guy? And it is nothing against... His performance is fantastic. He's proven that he's one of the best pitchers in baseball with what he did this season. But they just wouldn't know who Kyle Bradish is, a lot of them, because the... I, I just... He's not like a household name. Mm-hmm. I hope he is. I hope this is the season that he is. And, and, and I don't think Kyle Bradish cares no, he that he's care. not a household name. He doesn't care, man. He care. He Kyle just wants there, to go out there and job. shove, he try chilled. to hit this. He's such a chill dude, man. Yeah. Like, we, you know, we had him on your show, and it was just like he was... He's such a chill dude. You could tell. Like, that's, he's, he's for, for, you know what? He's second team all, all MLB, but he's first team all MLB as far as the vibes go. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Uh, you, Big st- vibes. And guy. you say I'm corny, but that was fine. That I was mean, good. That was, he's a good dude. He is a great dude. But, and that's the Kyle, Kyle, these, it's, he could care less. But that's why. If you're talking popularity, he's not going to get the popularity. He is. We know also, last thing we got to move on because we're, 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 we like to ramble, which, but, I think it's just a good conversation, but for people to understand the context of this, Corbin Carroll was the rookie of the year in the NL, Gunner in the AL. Corbin Carroll, fifth in MVP voting. I get it. Gunner was eighth. Corbin Carroll, first team. All MLB. Yes. So, and if you look at that outside, there was two players on the, on the first team that were on the D-backs. The other teams, besides Adley Rutschman and Felix Batista, and Felix Batista, just be, it'd be the wrong thing. He was the best closer period before his time was off. And I get the, the point of it, but a lot of Dodgers, you know, Dodgers, Rangers, Braves, best teams in baseball, really, you know? So I thought and then that in that case, yeah, some of the teams that, I mean, the Diamondbacks got to the freaking world series. So they're, they were great. Yeah. So that, watched them in the world. Series yeah. Saw these guys. I want to need to get more of a parameters on, on when the voting ends or whatnot, but I, I always wonder, man, I always wonder. But the but needless to say, all of these players on both lists are studs. I would take every single one of these players in a heartbeat. These are of these two teams. They're great names. There's players that are unbelievable players that aren't even on this list. Uh, but we got to talk about it because hey, it is the off season. Things move slowly, yep. Rock. Like you know, it's free agency. Yep. Orioles made a move. We talked about it before with Craig Kimbrell for a, a while ago. You know, Juan Soto got traded recently, and then. Everything's just kind of been quiet. Besides, oh yeah, by the way, Otani's a giant or a Dodger, and all almost that. A, almost a giant. Almost a Dodger giant. Like but the, he's a Dodger. But re, the reason why I'm bringing this up, Rock, is it's been kind of slow in free agency at, as it pertains to the Baltimore Orioles, and I can tell just the sense around the area community, the Baltimore on social media, people. What what are the Orioles going to do their next move? When is that next move, Rock? And uh, I think that is a great question to answer real quick. I feel like right now, many teams are waiting to see what Yamamoto does. What happens, who he signs with. Bingo. And then what happens with the market. Because then they'll get a better idea of who is actually out there. Because the teams that don't get Yamamoto, these teams that are in talks with him right now, the big market teams, they're going to probably pursue another big name starting pitcher on the market. And then it's kind of like the trickle down effect. Mm-hmm. You get a middle tier starting pitcher that you can maybe sign that's, that's 
could maybe be like a top tier starting pitcher in your organization that you could potentially get at a discount. Yep. He's not going to get Yamamoto money. So am I, am I wrong in saying that that's what teams are doing right now? That's why there's such kind of teams are waiting this out to see what happens with Yamamoto. You got a great pulse on it. You really do rock. It is a lot of teams because, and this is why Dylan Cease hasn't been moved by the way, because oh. The reason why, hey now. Thanks, Siri. Appreciate it. Yeah, if you guys didn't hear Siri in the background, making sure. Siri was actually looking up. How about Here's you stop the, saying Siri because my watch will go off again. The more you say Siri, the more my watch is going to go Well, you just said it. Well, I will say the name we must not name was going to probably look up what's going on with these moves, what's the latest What's the latest news with these deals. But Do we ask? No. Okay. Because we're <laughs> we'll be here all night. Just kidding. Just for another maybe five, ten minutes. But Yamamoto, the reason why then Dylan Cease hasn't been happening is because of Yamamoto, in my opinion. Because the teams that miss out on Yamamoto, Rock, are going to go, we need to go and get a, a guy. Correct. And they will be more aggressive going to get a player. And and we're talking about who the who Yamamoto is being linked to. But this is other teams that we don't know yet, right? But the Dodgers, the Yankees, maybe the Mets, maybe being out uh, some other... Like put a cap on the Dodgers, like please. Like they've they've signed enough people and traded for enough people. It's getting out of hand. Well, and, and yeah, they already got Tyler Glass now uh, from that trade, and and that's a whole other thing, by the way. Tyler Glass now, I know he hasn't stayed healthy, but for the deal that they just gave, by the way, five years, I think it was one thirty-five. If he plays up to staying healthy, that deal could be a bargain because the dude is disgusting when he's healthy. He's so talented. Uh, makes the Rays maybe a little bit lesser. Uh, their their starting pitching will be a lesser of a strength just to start because they're missing Shane McClanahan. That's just on a side note because I know Orioles fans were probably wondering. But, yes, whatever team misses out on Yamamoto is going to probably go after a guy like Dylan Cease. Maybe if Shane Bieber's available, Corbin Burns. It's a domino effect, but, domino effect, but it starts with Yamamoto. Yeah, and we will see what happens with that. I mean, we're going to keep you guys updated as far as the offseason goes, moves with the Orioles. I know they they haven't – they made one move in bringing in Craig, Craig Kimbrell, but it was a hole they needed to fill as far as the back end of the bullpen goes, and they did what they needed to do. So I still think the Orioles, like Elias, will be working diligently the offseason to get Always. the Orioles a middle to top of the line – caliber starting pitcher obviously at a discount because the Orioles are not a team that's going to spend that that kind of money that you see these high-end starting pitchers making but maybe they can get someone bring them in develop them and, and turn them into not necessarily an ace but someone who could really help this ball club out in the beginning of the you know the rotation and just all right you got you got Braddish you got Grayson you got Means you got Dean let's see who else you got going forward that's we will we will definitely see what happens as far as that goes. But um, another thing I wanted to mention, so since we're talking free agents, uh, former Oriole, Jack Flaherty, who the O's acquired at the deadline, who we had high hopes for, who Birdland had high hopes for, didn't really pan out in Baltimore. You know what? I wish Jack Flaherty nothing but the best. I have, you know, no, why would I have any ill will towards Jack Flaherty? I don't. No, I, but I, I did. But you're right. I did, exactly. But, but there, like, yeah. there was there there was a lot of people that were very frustrated with them, and, 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 and they're they're they were ticked off, and it became more 
in sports, things can feel more personal, to be honest, you know, yep. and that's that's part of it. The reality was, this is what I hate. We don't know the behind the scenes of it. People look at, we're just going to look at uh, productivity. The production that people were hoping for for Jack coming over from St. Louis didn't work out. There were people that, that but it wasn't at, lack of yeah. effort. There were people that looked into his body language. There were people that looked into his performance. Understandably so. There were those who felt like he didn't want to be here in Baltimore, and that could have very well been the case. Really don't know. When you get traded from a team, a franchise that you've spent so long with, and you come to a franchise for maybe half the season, don't know mm -hmm. if you're going to be there. Clearly not. He's in Detroit, he signed a one-year, $14 million deal with the Tigers. So, you know what? It, it is what it is. Jack Flaherty, now a Detroit Tiger. No longer with the Orioles and go from there. Build in free agency or you make a trade. You bring in a decent starting pitcher that can help this ball club out because do the Orioles absolutely need another starting pitcher? I still don't believe that they do, but I think it would be very helpful if they did get one. Like I don't think the Orioles are gonna are gonna lose with the no, but the price but is help. the price is right. They want to go out and get one more guy that they think could put them over the top. And that the that, name, the nice. reason why everyone keeps saying Dylan Cease is because of age and team control. That's yep. why it's not that we're just saying it because. And you can look at his numbers last year and go, wait a minute, what happened? That's not the guy. Well, the year before he was a Cy Young uh, caliber player, and a lot of people are expecting a big bounce back from him. He has great stuff. But if you're looking at the Orioles rotation, they still got to figure out is DL Hall going to get a chance. To Come out to be a starter, or is he going to come out of the pen? Dude, he's electric. He's a, he's unbelievable. I, I hope they keep him in the pen, not because I wouldn't want to see him as a starter, but just because of what he brings. Yeah, like, he kind of brings that like Ricky Vaughn, like wild thing kind of vibe to him. Like just like I'm coming in here, got my chain, used to have the flow, got the buzz cut. Now he's rocking. He's just got the swagger to him. Like he comes out of the pen on fire, and he pitches with so much emotion i love it he does and, he, and he's got nasty stuff but this is this kind of log jam of pitchers that the orioles have of but in between starter reliever starter reliever another one that we talked about in the past was tyler wells what are you gonna do with tyler he can come out of the pen but he can also be a starter pen as well. he's and, a stud out there so so this is this is where we get to is that if you look at it right now to me and people don't want to look at it this way because it's always that shiny toy that you get really excited about but appreciate what you have Kyle Bradish was a top five pitcher in the American League. And to me, arguably, he was, I, it was hard for me to list five better pitchers than him from June on last year. Then you have Grayson Rodriguez that if he builds off of what he did to end his season after he got sent down and brought back up, you're looking at two guys to start off that are incredible. Oh, and by the way, you have John Means. You have Dean Kramer. Mm -hmm. It's a really solid rotation. I feel like I'm missing a name off the list because my mind is. I felt like I was too, but I don't. I don't think we are. I don't think we are. So the point is, Gibson's gone. And the other part of it, Orioles fans in the past are going, "We want to make a big, a big move, or why aren't we signing more people?" Well, Jack Flaherty went somewhere else, and if the Orioles signed back Jack Flaherty, people would have been like, "Wait a minute, we're 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 making this type of move," even though I do believe Jack's going to have a good bounce back here. I really do believe that. I've I've watched him for a while, and I like his ability and it's a prove it year for him, but that would have been not, that would have been, uh, it would have yeah. been not satisfying. I couldn't get the word out. Not, not satisfying for Orioles fans. Fair enough. Right. Fair enough. Fair so enough. the Orioles in a good position, but they are not done. But Mike Elias for the price that is right. will make a move. He is not going to overvalue a player 
just because, just to make the move. He's not desperate. He's very methodical, thought out on what they want to do. Calculated. Calculate. That's a better word, Rock. Yep. Look at you, man. Anyway, good kid. We really appreciate you guys tuning in uh, to a brand new episode of Rip and Rock. We will keep you updated. If there's a big free agency signing, we will jump on here. We will be talking about it. Um, we'll be giving you insight on that and how we feel about it, whether you guys care or not. Just, just how the podcast works. So, no, I'm, I'm just kidding. But thank you guys so much for tuning in. We really appreciate your time. Um, let us know how we're doing. Send us your feedback, Twitter, Instagram. Um, leave us a review on the podcast. Ryan's at Ryan Ripkin on both platforms. X, Twitter, I'm calling it Twitter. And Instagram, I'm Rocco DeSangro on Twitter. I am at Sangro on Instagram. And the other part of this, too, with everything, message us. You want to talk about the Orioles? You have questions about sports? We are very interactive. The, the, the mailbag is always open. You guys could let us know whenever. And we have a lot more planned for this upcoming season. So stay tuned for that news. But we are just a tweet away. I think that's still the same phrase. We are just a message away. Let us know what's going on. Uh, but until next time, you can also, I think we're still on every podcast platform. Yep. Right? So Spotify, Amazon, iHeart Radio, or iHeart Media Radio. I, I know. Let's get out of here. Well, you guys have a <laughs> great holiday. Happy holidays to you and your family. And we will see you next time for a new episode of Rip and Rip.